You're listening to the Brave and Beautiful podcast, featuring your hosts, Michaela McLean and the Brave and Beautiful team. We unlock transformational secrets, empowering young women to live on purpose, love without fear, and lead from a heart to serve. In a culture of confusing messages, we encourage young women to embrace their true worth and value while living confidently from the inside out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Be Brave and Beautiful podcast. We hope you're staying healthy and home during this time. We've been thinking and praying for all you guys, but we have the whole team here over Zoom again to continue the Be Unafraid series with Be Unafraid to Confront Your Fear. And we're really excited to bring this message today. We all have personal testimonies, literally just in the past two weeks that we can speak about. Um, But I think in the middle of all the emotions that we're trying to process during this time, we can't ignore one of the most overwhelming ones, which is fear. And it's not just fear of one kind, it's fear of so many different kinds of things. We are struggling with the fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of eating, even getting sick, catching COVID, fear of death. Um, and the effect of dealing with multiple fears is now taking a drastic toll on our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. So in today's episode, we are identifying what is the difference between healthy and unhealthy fear in our personal lives, and how can we understand more about what God says about fear and applying it to our lives. So we have Janeshka, Maddie, and my mom here. So mom, can you help us define more just the difference between a healthy and an unhealthy fear? Sure. I think that healthy fear is rooted in respect and caution for either a person, a situation, a condition. So uh, there's so many analogies that I can make here, but um, we can have a healthy respect for COVID because it's contagious and you can catch it. Um, We can have a healthy respect for uh, not jumping off of the Brooklyn Bridge because (laughs) we will plunge to our deaths. And that doesn't mean that I have to be afraid of heights. And so it's learning how to distinguish between um, a, a healthy fear, which I think is rooted, like I said, in respect and caution. And then an unhealthy fear has this um, sense to it that tries to manipulate us or silence us, paralyze us, intimidate mm-hmm. us. Um, unhealthy fears can affect us in ways that um, really just stop us in our tracks and don't let us move forward. So those are the types of fears that can be used by the enemy and can just be classified as flat out, not from God. No, and I love that we can classify that there is different kinds. There is a healthy and unhealthy. I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, fear is bad. You know, fear is from the devil. Like we shouldn't fear, but there is a healthy kind of fear. And even just talking about fear of the Lord and having that reverence toward him. Again, respect. Mm -hmm. And just that respect. So, um, but what's so great about fear, really, if there's any great things about it, is that the Lord has given us so much wisdom just sprinkled all throughout the Bible because he knows that constantly we're going to struggle struggle with that panic and with that anxiety. So we're going to dive in more about what God says about fear. And actually the phrase fear not is mentioned 80 times in the Bible. Uh, and the Lord knows the enemy's plan to constantly try and limit our victories. And so we're going to zero in and identify uh, how to have that victory over over that unhealthy fear. So our go-to passage for today's episode is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And even though this 
verse is one sentence. There is so much goodness and so much meat that we're going to literally spend this entire episode unpacking this. So mom, break this down even more. When you, you know, feel like you're just overtaken by fear, uh, what are you tempted to do? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you are tempted to do the opposite of, of this verse is that when you're overcome by fear, it's, it's, it's funny what this verse is saying. It's like, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the opposite is when you are under a spirit of fear that you're actually acting in the opposite of power, love, and a sound mind. So when you feel overcome by fear, you are acting powerless. You are acting weak. You are feeling like you are ill-equipped to handle that which you are afraid of. It's literally saying back to you, that thing in your life is literally saying back to you, you can't handle this. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, wait, that's not, that's not God. The other thing that fear can do is make you feel threatened to where you have to preserve your own life. And so that's kind of a self-preservation is actually the opposite of love. Love is about sacrifice. Love is about coming out of ourself and, 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 and feeling something and giving our affection to something else. But fear can actually make us turn inward and say, I got to take care of me. I got to mm. make sure that I, I, I'm okay at all costs. I got to make sure that I don't feel pain here. I got to make sure I don't suffer. And that is not the spirit of God. That is not a spirit of confidence or of victory but it's literally the spirit of fear telling you that you've got to act within yourself to preserve yourself. Number three is that it's a sound mind. And this is, this is really what I've been just wrestling with so much lately is that when we feel afraid, it can absolutely affect us to make decisions that are completely out of character for us mm -hmm. as if we're not even using our brains or thinking that we're looking for something else or someone else to tell us what to do and that's actually dangerous yeah. is god has given us a sound mind he's given us the mind of christ to think for ourselves and to be able to discern is we need to ask the Lord in these times when we feel afraid to help us discern, God, what about that bad report I heard? Should I believe that? I feel so confused or worse yet, I feel like I should believe this over here when it goes against everything I've ever believed my whole life that's based in your word. Mm, that's so good. Thanks for breaking that down. So uh, we'll just repeat it again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And, um, you know, alongside fear being something that I feel like a lot of us can't ignore right now, I think it's more too than just like the emotion of fear. Like I'm not just feeling fearful or anxious or I'm not just in a panic. I feel like my whole body is going through it. Like fear is a whole body experience. And so um, I don't know if any of you listeners have struggled with this, but when I am super anxious and super fearful, I just feel this like trembling, like literally from head to toe. And you know, there's a phrase that we like to throw around like crippling anxiety. And when we just like dissect that word crippling anxiety crippling meaning that we're literally like we can't get up we feel like we can't mm -hmm. move and so um these are the feelings that come with that whole body fear that um, just really just brings on so much more than just an emotion it's now dealing and battling something mentally and spiritually so physically physically yeah. exactly so Janeshka have you ever felt that crippling kind of fear and how do you confront it head-on because it's not something that's easy no, definitely. I like can still remember 
you know, very vivid moments. Like, I'm not even kidding, guys. Like, they're just moments that I bring myself into a place of just complete isolation because one thought led to another thought that led to another thought. Then all of a sudden, I was worthless. Then all of a sudden, I was an utter failure. And that happened within seconds, guys. And it started with one original thought. And that thought could be something so light, like, oh, shoot, well, I just lost my job. So like, how am I going to make this happen? And if I don't make that happen, then how is this going to happen? And then I won't reach that goal. And then all of a sudden, all of my dreams are killed and shot. And now I'm a failure. So it's like from those, you know, one scripture that has kept me really, really anchored when it comes to how to take control over the things that we think and over our thought life is the scripture from 2 Corinthians um, 10 verse 5. And it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And that has been such an anchoring verse for me in those moments because I have to almost have some kind of plan of action to really think and be like, okay, like this, I may have just lost out on this and this definitely wasn't a part of my plan, but God, how do I think about this? It's kind of what you were saying earlier, Annie, about um, just like taking when, when one thought comes our way, it's, asking God, Hey, how do I, how do I overcome this? How do I, how, what do I think about this God? And that alone, like invites God's peace and his presence to Mm -hmm. invade that fear and that thought. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that's really, really helped me. Um, and Maddie, I have a question. What are, what are some things that have like tempted you in fear? Yeah, I think, for me, just a lot of like what I struggle with is small fears and like just small worries, small anxieties. And when I think about fear in my life and, and how I deal with it, I, you know, I can't really think back to like a moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid that I am not going to get this job or I'm so afraid because I'm going to be on freaking live television at Miss America. Like (laughs) I can't think back to one of those moments in my life, but what I can put a finger on is just all of those little moments of just like, oh my gosh, what if this happened? All those little thoughts that go into my mind, like going to the grocery store by myself or if it's dark and I'm trying to go to sleep and chase my husband's gone for the week and I hear like a door close outside. I'm like, oh my God, what was that? Like I just get so afraid over the small thing in my mind will just completely like run a thousand miles a minute and think of the worst case scenario. And so for me, it's really taking captive of those thoughts. Like that verse says that Janeshka shared and, and analyzing them, defining them, really figuring out what they are and how we can overcome them. And I think just for me, it's, it's focusing more on God and less on myself and, um, in first John four eighteen, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And that's just something so great because God is love. And if I'm focusing my attention and my thoughts on God, then that love is going to be able to cast out all of those tiny little fears that I have. So I just want to encourage anybody out there that may be listening that might, you know, they're like, 
oh my gosh, COVID. Yeah, it's also scary. But you know, it's really those little things that build up that are really dragging you down. Take captive of, of those thoughts and remind yourself of the God that you serve. God is love. He is a complete love. He is full. There's fullness in him. There's faith in him. And I think when we operate from a place of knowing who our God is, um, there's a faith that's stirred up and it's it's not it's not feeding into the fear of all of these little what ifs or what's going to happen if I go into the grocery store and touch the paper towels or what if this goes wrong or what if this happens or what if someone breaks in my house, you know, all those little thoughts can, can really be drowned out um, by focusing yourself on the love and fullness and faithfulness of God. And that's really just one way that I have um, been able to overcome those small, scary thoughts in my life. Well, most of, most of our fears start with small, scary thoughts. Yeah, totally. They, they, they really do. I mean, a lot of times um, God can use these small things in our lives to begin to prepare us to be able to handle the bigger things. But I, I keep on thinking about the man who built his house on the sand versus the man who built his house on the rock is like, as we're going through this time and there's so many winds and waves and we're hearing all this news and sometimes it's just information overload and how, how, okay, well that, you know, that wave whipped and, and hit me this, this week, you know, how do I handle that? And I just feel like the Lord wants to say, what is your house built on? If you've built it on the, um, the rock of, of his words, then everything that tries to come at you needs to go, you need to go back to your foundation. So right. what do you say when you feel that fear? What do you really believe? And I think this is a time to say, well, what, what do I believe? If I believe that God is in control of my future, then even if I lose my job, I'm not afraid. I'm still not afraid because the greater belief of God being in control of my future, even though I don't see it right now, is a declaration of faith, which becomes my greater reality of the unseen versus the seen of my circumstance. This is huge, guys. This is huge for defeating fear. And so I think, you know, Janeshka and I were talking about this before, is that fear and faith honestly cannot coexist. If you're letting fear win in your life, then you've chosen not to believe in faith, the greater reality of what you cannot see. So the Bible also says what is seen is temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And now is the time to build the foundation of our houses, which are our lives on the eternal truths of God's word that do not change. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, so I just, I just want to encourage everybody that as you're facing these fears, then where is your bedrock of faith? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I like that you made it more like temporary versus eternal too. I know we've like touched on that subject before, but um, I think too a lot of times. Well, you know, fear and anxiety go hand in hand. And I love this message from Stephen Furtick that I got to listen to a while ago. And he said, what is the letter that's in the middle of anxiety? It's I. Literally, you are the center of anxiety. Every time that you are anxious about something, a lot of times you're making it about yourself. And so when we focus on our eyes, focus our eyes on, like Maddie said, 
just the eternal perspective of it and the long-term situation, it's like, wow, I'm okay. You know, I may be so fearful of what my life is going to look like outside of COVID, how I'm going to get a job, how am I going to move in the midst of a chaos. But yet when I say, you know what, the whole purpose of me being on this planet is literally to glorify God. And as soon as I turn it over toward him and not about me, all of it goes away. And it's amazing how quickly that peace comes. Mm -hmm. So mom, I know mom has three ways to defeat fear in our life. Tell us, a little bit more on those strategies and I know we can all touch on them. Yeah, yeah, you guys are going to kick out number two and three, but it's not a matter of if we feel fear, it really is a matter of when. Um, so when those things in our lives that um, come and try to threaten us and they threaten the things that we hold dear, um, we're going to be tempted to be overcome by fear. The psalmist said, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So the psalmist felt fear, but he declared faith. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, one of the ways that the Lord's given us to defeat fear in our lives is to declare faith. This is an awesome way to battle and defeat fear in your life. In stark contrast to fear, faith goes beyond what we see, like I said before, to the greater reality of what we don't see. Faith lifts us, it frees us, and it calls us into the unseen and into the unshakable. The unshakable principles of the word of God. It says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever, forever. So what God's declared in his word, what he set forth in creation, it is literally holding the universe together. It's the universe is literally held together by the word of his power. And that same word wants to just infuse your life with power to be able to defeat your enemies of fear. Mm -hmm. And so one way that we defeat fear in our lives is to declare faith. And that faith is based in the word of God. Mm -hmm. The other way is to hide the word of God in your heart and memorize verses that speak straight to our triumph over fear. And so I love this because a lot of times we think we have to memorize the whole Bible in order to keep it in like our back pocket when those fearful moments come. But a great way to do this is just break it down scripture by scripture each day. And I love Psalms because a Psalm a day keeps the worries away. Um, <laughs> but if you do actually just write uh, the abbreviation of every word on your arm, your wrist, I mean, whatever it is, a sticky note that you put on your mirror, it'll help you memorize um, scripture so much more uh, quicker. And so that's what's really cool is that this is a way, it's a strategic weapon. It's a way to really use the word of God as a sword because every time that those anxious, th anxious thoughts come, then you can just like look down at your wrist, see those abbreviations and just say, wow, the Lord has given me not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And just mm -hmm. write those little letters on your wrist. And it's a great reminder throughout the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that too, because I feel like sometimes something that I've been doing a lot lately is I've been not only like, you know, I know you stick post-it notes on like your mirror, Michaela. I know you've told me you've done that. And even for like, you can, if you start putting those things in your room, you don't realize like how much you look at those things, but really what you see visually will start to kind of manifest in your life because you're seeing it every day. So I love that, Michaela. I do that too. <laughs> um, but one thing that I, um, I think is also really powerful is worship because when we kind of like Miss Annie mentioned earlier about faith and fear cannot coexist, what worship what worshiping the Lord does is it eliminates the fear. It almost it shifts the 
the focus from being the fear and what's going on in my life to just the complete faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And so, and so we worship because of it, because it shifts, it, it shifts the mind. And then slowly but surely you'll start to feel like, okay, not only am I now believing this, but now kind of this, I'm having a whole body experience. Now all of a sudden I feel peace. And now all of a sudden I feel joy. Um, and you'll start to realize like now, like, I don't, what, what was I thinking about? What was causing me so much fear before? Um, and one song that I'm really, really loving right now is um, a song from Bethel. And it's actually part of their, um, their new album, their Peace album, which I have been listening to nonstop. Um, but my favorite um, verses from the, from the song go like this. It says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than my unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. And mm-hmm. even those simple, that simple chorus, you sing it over and over and over again until that fear moves out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I have realized is a weapon and it is there for a reason. God says to worship him for a reason. It's for our good. Um, and so, yeah. That's no, I, I think that's so powerful, Janeshka, and it's all throughout God's word. I mean, I'm reminded of Paul and Silas in the jail cell. Literally, they were worshiping God. They, in the middle of a situation, they're in prison. I mean, you could, I mean, I know quarantine's not house arrest, although sometimes it feels like it. Um, but <laughs> right now, even where we are in our places of quarantine and we are worshiping, it's changing the atmosphere of our circumstances and God is working while we're worshiping. You can't have both. You can't have the presence of God and fear in the same room because in the presence of God, there is no fear. It goes back to what Maddie says, because God is love and and in perfect love, there is no fear. It casts it out. It literally drives it out. So in that presence of God that was in that jail cell, an earthquake came, shook the place. Okay. And the doors opened. And the doors opened. He did the battling for us. Same thing with Jericho. They went around, they went around. And they said, on the last day, I want you to lift up a shout to me. It's a shout of praise. It's a shout of worship. And the walls came down. There wasn't a fear that they were literally 10 feet from their enemies, that they could have been shot down by arrows because they had the advantage of being up on the wall shooting down at the, they, they obeyed God. And in that obedience of that worship, the walls came down. And then there's another one where Jehoshaphat, they were going, literally going into battle. So as we go into battle, our fears, listen to this. This is so powerful. As you're saying, I am not going to let myself be crippled by this fear. I'm not going to let it rule my life. I'm going to battle this fear. And and God speaks to you. And he says, I want you to worship me. I want you to go out with worship. I'm going to take care of your fear. And as we're going out with worship, literally, literally the end enemy scatters because they obeyed God in putting our affections and our, our attention on who he is and what he can do. The battle's the Lord's mm-hmm. and they won. Totally. And so this is, this is it. This is it. And it's like, if we find ourselves with those old fears trying to come back and att- attack us, we really need to ask our, ourselves the question, are we doing these things or do we let ourselves get back in our head? 
-hmm. you know? So we just want to encourage you with those three things. Yeah. And I can say one more thing on just worship. I know sometimes I don't feel like I have like the right words to say when it is confronting my fears. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have felt this way, but you almost don't even know like how to get over it. Like, how do I vocalize this to God? But sometimes when I just put on worship music, they have like all the right words to say. And all I have to do is literally just like, listen, open my hands and just receive and allow the Lord to just speak to me that way. And so I don't know if that can minister to anyone because sometimes you're just called to like sit in the presence of God and he's going to equip you right then and there to defeat your fear, just literally through proclaiming who he is through worship. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you have to have like the perfect words to say, like God is literally just going to give you that strategic weapon, like Janeshka was saying of his presence and literally his presence is a weapon. And that's what's so Mm -hmm. awesome about worship. Uh, But we're going to leave you guys just with a few Psalms and scriptures uh, before we go, because we really do believe there's so much power just in the word of God and defeating fear. And the Psalms are so beautiful because not only are they speaking peace over our lives, they're also kind of giving rhetorical questions of like, why would we fear? Why would we even go there? Because God is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. So mom's going to start off and Yeah, Psalm 21, um, whoa, Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Good. In Psalm 23, verse 1 through 4, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 46, 1 through 3 says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. In Psalm 91, verses 1, 2, and 5 say, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day. Awesome. Well, we hope this blessed you guys. If you want to write those verses down on a sticky note, put them in your car, put them on your mirror. This is just truth that you can proclaim over your life in those times of feeling so fearful and anxious and caught up in the panic and chaos of what's going on in this world. But uh, how great is that? We were not given a spirit of fear, that we are not alone in our fears and that God is beside us and walking through our fears with us hand in hand. So uh, we hope that this blessed you guys today. Don't forget the three strategies that you can use to defeat fear in your life. And we're praying that you go forth in bravery and remember that you are truly brave and beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we can't wait for next episode. Thank you for listening to the Brave and Beautiful podcast. We hope these messages encourage you to live, love, and lead courageously. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating. One more thing. Follow us on Instagram at Be Brave and Beautiful. See you next time.